0: Hello, and welcome to Balfour Beatty's Infrastructure Matters podcast series. We're delighted to have you here with us. I'm Jasandhu, Social Value Manager at Balfour Beatty, and I'm your host for this inaugural episode where we will be discussing neurodiversity in the workplace. My guests today are Rebecca Penn, Internal Audit Analyst and Chair of Balfour Beatty's Neurodiversity Specialist Working Group, and the group's executive sponsor Chris Johnson, our Chief Technology Officer, you're both very welcome. Hi.
1: Thank you very much, Welcome. glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Neurodiversity can be described as the range of differences in human brain function and is an umbrella term to describe conditions such as autism, ADHD and dyslexia, to name just a few. With huge amounts of infrastructure schemes coming down the track, are we creating workplaces that are as inclusive as possible and where neurodiverse individuals can thrive? Are we talking enough about it and making sure our workforce understands how they could best support their neurodiverse colleagues? Let's hear from Chris and Rebecca now. Rebecca, starting with you, Please can you share your experience with a neurodiverse condition in a workplace and why you wanted to set this up as a specialist working group at Balfour Beauty? So I guess where this all started
2: was National Inclusion Week um, during 2020 when I saw a, um, a webinar and it was all about neurodiversity and just kind of hitting the very surface level of what the definitions were for it and it kind of like sparked something within me I was like This is the time to like post an idea and I was actually pushed by my line manager to post on our my contribution um, page about getting some dyslexia software made available and it kind of just snowballed from there Um, and then I was able to do reverse mentoring of Chris what can we do small changes that makes people's working day better and easier and actually get the most out of them Um, and I guess that's really important part of the group. I'd say everyone is different when it comes to what they bring to the table like with people that are neurotypical they're going to have their own strengths and weaknesses um but for people that are neurodiverse you've got the classical ones of being more creative um we tend to be quite big picture thinkers so we visualize things in our head and then that's just how we see it um and you've got other things like Pattern recognition, for me personally, I can say that when I started at Balfour, I realised that I was actually quite good at pattern recognition, especially with big data sets and things. And that's kind of now translated into my permanent role of being an analyst. But you've got stats and things to kind of back up the benefits of having like neurodiverse teams. Mostly that being 30, it's 30% more productive um, to have a neurodiverse team. So having people that think a different way in the team will help things develop in a different way, which could then
0: have bigger benefit. I absolutely love that. (laughs) To be honest, I think that's such a fantastic perspective. Thank you so much for that, Rebecca. Um, Chris, as the network's executive sponsor, why do you feel this is an important group for Balfour Beauty?
1: Okay, um, well, the sort of standard corporate message would be that our industry provides great opportunities for people of all backgrounds and skill sets, and we want to make every effort to recruit and retain all the talented people. Behind that, in the real world, however, we have to accept there's a real skill shortage and a historic pool of people that we go to for talent is too restrictive. Then we've got, you know, a generation gap in construction recruitment as a result. Um, We need a wider group of people and we need to make um, it attractive for all to work in construction because we're competing against other industries and a lot of what we need to do in construction now. Um, So whatever we can do to attract and retain a wider group of people, the better. Um, Specifically for people with an ND condition, who tend, as Rebecca was saying, to have a different way of thinking. And I use the analogy of um, what's the definition of insanity? You know, keep doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result. That's exactly where construction has got itself. So we need different thought processes if we're going to make the changes we need. And we need that from people coming into the business. So we absolutely need people with a neurodiverse condition who think differently.
0: Fantastic Chris I completely agree with you and to be honest I that's actually put a bit more into more of an understanding for me of how important this group is to Balfe Bt. Could I just ask you to just tell us a bit more about the Neurodiversity Working Group and what is the main ambition?
1: Sure um, I mean I'm sure Rebecca could add more detail but actually um, for me I've seen straight away that it provides a support to people with a condition but it also provides um, support to people who are living with someone else with a condition, the people who have got children that are conditioned, and that combined with the fact that we're driving the education aspects of this um, as a result of the group being existence in existence. and that is increasing and the widening out of that education is, is just really helping people to settle, and to retain these people and have them more productive. Now, I'm all about people being productive, as yeah. you would imagine.
0: <laughs> as, yeah, yeah, I can completely imagine that. Um, thank you. Um, can I butt in? Sorry. Of course. Please <laughs> so, okay. do. Okay. Um, for me,
2: I guess the main ambition for the group is just making an environment where people are able to do the best job that they can do, no matter what barrier they come across. And a part of that obviously is we have the educating, the adjusting and the support and the recruitment side of the group where we look at all these different aspects and go, okay, what small changes can we do to allow people to come to work and really do a good job? Because they're happy when you put in these adjustments, which then like Chris says, improves the productivity and it then means it's better for the business. We'll be more productive, we'll make more money, we'll make less mistakes. But you have to be able to educate people first to be able to do that. Otherwise, people won't know what we're going on about going, oh, well, you need to put dimmable lighting in an office when they're like, why? (laughs) Whereas actually for some people, it's so that they can work more productively because there's one less distraction within the office. Yeah, and that makes the biggest difference, doesn't it? For sure, like that education piece is huge, both internally and externally. There's still a lot to do, I would say, because we're still quite new and kind of figuring out what we want to do. Um, But that biggest thing is the education. By speaking about it more, people are like, oh, I have that characteristic. Maybe having this adjustment might help me in my day job. Even if they're not necessarily, say, dyslexic, they might have a flavor of it. Um, Or they might go, oh, tick, tick, tick to all those characteristics, and then seek out a diagnosis and get more support, and then be able to do a better job because they've got that extra bit of help and overcome challenges they didn't necessarily see as a challenge. It was just, oh, I've just got to stick it out. Um, and it's that raising
0: awareness, yeah, for it? sure. Yeah. and
2: then you can kind of go into the, the extra. group to talk to.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, Rebecca, you've you've already shared some really great examples. Um, could I just ask you to just um, give a little bit more about how Balfour Beauty is supporting employees with neurodiverse conditions? So, I
2: guess the biggest one, obviously, is with the group of having a safe place where people can go to if they have any issues or any suggestions to overcome certain challenges, and it's they. A place where they can feel comfortable and not feel judged and be empowered to speak up. I think that's a big thing, especially in all industries of giving employees a platform to be empowered and make a change yeah. and make a difference and even if it is just a small difference so as a group we released um, earlier this year top 10 tips for neurodiverse friendly workplace yeah. and that ranged from um, keeping your camera on when you're in um, teams meetings so people can see your body language and that kind of thing to being more conscious of your formatting when it comes to posters and how you're sending out emails in terms of the colors the font size the font shape because that has a massive effect on people that are not only dyslexic, but also all the other neurodiversities as well. Site setups, um, we worked with Sunbelt recently, um, where we created um, or worked with them to create a neurodiverse cabin, um, which included dimmable lighting, um, different colours on the walls, special textures and things. And the whole idea of that is on site, people have an accessible place to work where they haven't got as many barriers when it comes to neurodiversity because sites are always changing but having a consistent cabin that is suitable not just for neurodiverse people but also for neurotypical people like people that haven't been diagnosed as being dyslexic autistic ADHD have also said these cabins are really good they're better they're more they're more stimulating when it comes to work it's not just a white box where sound bounces off of and I think that's quite a message to get across to people. The yeah. things that we're doing don't just affect people that have got a neurodiverse condition. It affects everyone, because yeah. really, everyone does have some characteristics of neurodiversity. Yeah.
0: So. And it's just raising awareness of yeah. those as well, isn't it? It's, it's talking about mm-hmm. it, and like you said, some people might not know that they've got it, but until we start talking about it more, yeah. that we would.
1: N- nobody has yeah. found the changes we've made to some of the colours to be anything other than positive which just shows you it. it's been an improvement for everybody Yeah, and yeah.
0: Um, what an accomplishment what an accomplishment Um
2: that's just a few yeah, no, things really that we've done and um, in terms of i guess training um, we're looking at putting in training for um hr so like hiring managers so they're aware mm-hmm of what to do when someone says to them I've got autism so then we've got a process of okay we can put in these adjustments for you when it comes to the interview process and then when you do start we can sit down with your line manager and make sure you're fully supported and because sometimes especially being autistic the change of starting a new job can be really hard so having those procedures in and having the training so people know what to expect and how to handle that situation. Um, And that's the same thing, I guess, for IT, making sure that they have an understanding of neurodiversity, the challenges, and then how they play a part in that. With technology is the biggest thing, I think Chris would agree, of technology plays a big part when it comes to accessibility. And we're only
0: starting to scratch the surface of it. Um, so just, um, just moving on from that, Chris, could you just tell me a bit, like, a bit specifically on, from the technology side about how Balf Beauty is supporting employees?
1: Sure. Um, well, one of the more basic things is getting the um, manager within the IT team who manages the help desk and the support people involved in the group. Because that helps to educate people who are dealing with help desk calls or any of the challenges or requests that come in. Yeah. So just broadening out that education to that group, yeah. which is an obvious thing to do. But then we've been able to look at um, the colour schemes within the IT tools and where they need to be adjusted based on the feedback. But also getting the direct contacts that we have. We've been able to get into people who are influencing the product teams from a neurodiverse consideration and start to get them looking and understanding on our feedback what what could change within the product set itself it doesn't mean we can you know suddenly have microsoft yeah. developing a completely different tool to what they've got but it is being considered by the people who are actually doing the development which is a great route in we've short-circuited some of the process of getting feedback into microsoft yeah. and i think that really Know, it's seen as a positive by them to get that sort of feedback. To
0: get that and, and all of that's come from setting up a working group and having individuals feel comfortable enough and confident enough to to say that this is the support that I need and and you know having somebody on the other end like Chris saying let's work together you know let's 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 do it let's do the absolute best that we can in taking it as far as you can.
1: I mean I would like you know this to be the way of working within the industry but i'm a bit nervous i don't want our competitors to get as good at us as us in recruiting people in i'd much rather we steal a march on them so we'll hold off on that for yeah moment.
0: well we can let's uh, let's keep that under our under our belt for now and let's be the best that we absolutely can well we're ready from what i can hear um this sounds like a leading leading working group um so again fantastic fantastic to hear more about this Um, Rebecca, could I just ask finally, just to to sort of bring this to an end, um, what would your top tip for companies be to make sure they're being as supportive as possible? I guess the biggest thing is having that platform where employees feel empowered to
2: speak up, and if they see a change that they'd like to be done, be able to put that idea forward. Um, We have my C and it's incredibly successful for us as a business. And it's nice as employees to be able to post an idea and then see it be delivered and see the change. And at the end of the day, employees voice is incredibly powerful and businesses need to, you know, people are your greatest asset at the end of the day. They're the ones that make you your money. Um, So valuing them
0: and giving them a voice is
2: probably the most powerful thing you can do.
0: Thank you both very much for joining me today. It's been really informative and an enlightening discussion. I think our listeners will have learned a lot. I, I know I certainly have. And to those of you who are listening and took the time to play or download this podcast, a big thank you to you as well. In our next podcast, we'll be discussing the role collaboration played in the successful delivery of the world-leading teaching, learning, and research facility, Manchester Engineering Campus Development. We do hope you'll listen. Bye for now.